if they actually act as the bank, they can continue to get their passive income, but now without the headache of running the property. And the benefit for us as the investor is that we don't have to go to the bank and apply for a loan, credit checks, you know, you don't have to go through all the hoops that you typically would have to with a traditional financing. Welcome to School of Success, the podcast that will help you reach your goals and become the success story you've always dreamed of. Join us on our journey as we explore the strategies, tools, and tactics needed to build health, wealth, and personal development. Together, we'll uncover the secrets to living life to its fullest with host Brandon Hicks. So let's get started and make your dreams come true. Welcome back to another episode of the School of Success. Today, I'm going to go through the off-market system that I put in place back a year ago. Actually, this is how I was able to find my first off-market self-storage facility, and it was also a great system because I was able to leverage a virtual assistant's time. And so what I wanted to do was break down each of the major elements of that system into kind of a mini-series. And so I first wanted to just start with an overview of that system. So what is an off-market system and what is an off-market lead? So I think a lot of people are familiar with going to brokers for single family homes. You might go to the MLS or you might see homes that are listed on market on Zillow. Similar things happen within the commercial space. People might be familiar with LoopNet or Crexy where a broker has found an owner that's interested in selling and then puts a nice marketing package together and puts some pictures online and shares that. So that's on market. Off market would be going straight to the owner. So the owner might not be ready to sell necessarily. They might not even have thought about selling. But what you're doing is you're building a list of properties that meet your criteria in a market that you're interested in. So basically what I did was I identified cities that I was interested in buying self-storage facilities. And then I came up with the criteria for those properties that I was most interested in. And then we found the owner information through what's called skip tracing. And I'm going to detail that later on in the series. But once you have the owner's information, you can then call them directly. You can send the mail. And what's nice about this is that every once in a while, you'll find a motivated seller. So they might be motivated because they want to retire. Maybe they had some sort of emergency and they need the money. What you can offer them is is a win-win situation where they are able to close quicker. You can close quicker because you don't need to go through hoops necessarily with the bank. So you can do what's called creative financing, which is very important to understand in this time here. This is March, 2023. Interest rates are very, very high. Well, if you go off market straight to the seller, a lot of times these mom and pop owners have owned the property for 20, 30 years. They don't have a loan on the property anymore and they might be wanting to retire, but they're worried about, you know, I have this income coming in from my property for the last 20 years. I want to retire, but what am I going to do for money? Well, if they actually act as the bank, they can continue to get their passive income, but now without the headache of running the property. And the benefit for us as the investor is that we don't have to go to the bank and apply for a loan, credit checks. You know, you don't have to go through all the hoops that you typically would have to with a traditional financing. That's just one example of why off-market is beneficial. But a lot of times also you're finding specifically in the self-storage space properties that just might not have been run professionally for 20 years. It's not uncommon to find properties where 
the rent hasn't been raised in 20 years. There's no online presence at this point. You know, the internet's been around for 30 years and they might not even have a website, no marketing or advertising. So you can find properties that are really underperforming, which means that you can get them at a price that is very advantageous. But then with some sweat equity, some effort, improving the online presence, bringing in technology, modernizing the facility, you can add a lot of value and capture that equity on your own. So those are some of the benefits to doing off-market, but why would you not want to do off-market? It is a lot more work. So for on-market, the broker is doing a lot of that work for you. They've found the owner who wants to sell, or maybe the owner came to them and said, I'm looking to sell. They've collected all the financial documents. They've put together the offering memorandum. And so they've done a lot of that work. So on-market is much easier. They've got all the information you need kind of presented to you. Whereas in off-market, it could be a mixed bag of what you get from the seller. If they were a little bit more sophisticated, they might have a profit and loss statement, which are trailing 12 months. They might have a rent roll, but sometimes they don't. Actually, the property that I was able to close on last year, they did not have a profit and loss, didn't have an updated rent roll. And I ended up having to go off of bank statements and it was a lot more work on my end, but it ended up being a lot more profitable for me. So it's just a lot more work. But the good thing about that is if that you're willing to put in the time and the effort that you can land some of these home run deals. So what do I mean by a lot more effort? You have to build a list of the facilities that you are looking for. And this list could be thousands of properties. And are you gonna spend the time to do that yourself? Or are you gonna hire someone to do that? And then once you have that list, you need to find the owner's information because you don't wanna just call the facility directly. They might have someone working there and they're not the decision maker. You wanna get a hold of the owner. And even if you wanna send direct mail, you gotta know where they live. So that would be what we call skip tracing, but that costs money and takes time. And you have to figure out how to go from your list to the skip trace and make sure the columns and everything match up so that the information stays correct. Then you need to enter that information into your CRM and make sure that all of that updates correctly as well. And then you've got to do the consistent and persistent follow-up and stand out. There might not be as many people doing off-market deals, but there's going to be a number of people that are. And so you want to stand out from the crowd. You don't want to just be like everybody else that says, hey, are you trying to sell? They hear that all the time. And actually we get that a lot too, as we get on the phone with an owner at that point and they'll say, yeah, you know what? I get five phone calls a week. So then it makes you think, okay, what can I do to stand out from the crowd? How can I add value to them? And I think it would also be good to share why I ended up doing this. So uh, along those lines of adding value, my coach at the time, he had strong on-market lead flow, but he didn't have off-market. And I just reached out to him and said, hey, have you thought about doing off-market lead generation? I've heard that you can find some really good deals that way. And he said, I have, I just don't have the time right now. We've got a couple deals under contract building broker relationships. I just didn't have the time. And I thought, well, I really would like to be a part of some of these deals. Maybe I can do that to add value to him. And then also in doing so, I've built this list. It's an asset that I own now that I have full control over and that I can work with for the next five to 10 years. In the beginning, it's going to be slow. I know that because it's a process of building relationships. I might reach out to an owner today and they might not be interested and they might not be interested in a year or two years. But after four years, maybe all of a sudden they say, you know what, I'm 70 years old, it's time to retire. And so I had to do a lot of work for four years building that relationship. But now I've built that relationship and they might offer me seller financing. Hey, I want to retire, but I don't want to lose my income stream. Could I sell or finance this deal to you? And then that's a fantastic situation for me. So this all sparked for me because I was looking how I could add value to someone who was doing what I wanted to do. And the idea is that once I built that list, I could then 
find an off-market property and bring it to my coach and say, hey, I've got this deal that meets your criteria. I think it's a great deal. I've analyzed the market. I've analyzed the property. I'd love to partner with you on this. And that's almost exactly what happened. I actually end up finding a property about six weeks in, and I'm going to detail exactly how I found that and the process of getting it under contract and the due diligence phase. I'm going to go through all of that later on in this little mini-series. But it was a property that didn't quite meet his criteria. It was a little bit on the small side, but it was in my backyard. And it was a great first property for me to take down. And from that, just actually six weeks later, which was quite quick, I was able to find a property that made us a lot of profit. So if you're interested in doing this for yourself, building that off-market system, and I think that this is a great time to be doing that because interest rates are quite high. If you can find some deals off-market and potentially get some creative finance, you can do really well in this time frame. So first you want to identify your target market. That's going to be very important. In self-storage, that might even be a couple of markets. You know, there's not so many self-storage facilities in one market. So you can afford to branch out a little bit. Maybe your market is the whole state. Maybe it's certain cities within that state. But you want to identify a handful of target markets for you to focus on. And then you're going to want to create a list of properties in those target markets. So that means you need to identify your buy box, size of facility, years built, you know, if there's certain market criteria, like a certain amount of people in that city, certain price point. So you want to identify these so that when you're building your list, you can focus on making sure that you're putting properties on the list that meet your buy box. Then once you have that list, you want to do what's called skip tracing. And that's either sending it to somebody on Fiverr who does skip tracing, or you could use some online websites, which usually charge like 10 to 20 cents a lead. And so it's actually pretty cost effective for you to do that. And it's pretty quick. And then once you have that, it's as simple as reaching out, calling, direct mail, texting, specifically with texting, there's laws that you need to follow with that. So you definitely need to look into that. It's not something that I have experience with. My primary method has been cold calling and I've done a little bit of direct mail. Both of those are great options to start with. Hey, I appreciate you listening to another episode of School of Success. I'm committed to helping others reach their full potential. So if you found value, please leave a five-star rating and review. With that, we can reach more people and help make their dreams come true.